Welcome to Ultimate Alternate's Podcast. I have two new guest co-hosts here, Ruth and Ian. Hello. Hi. You guys want to say anything about yourselves or you uh, want? <laughs> I'm Ian. I'm a guest in this podcast. I like comics. Oh, come on, Ian. You're- wow. <laughs> It's okay. You can, you can leave it off like that. It's fine, I guess. Uh, my name's Ruth. I just kind of recently got into comics in the past two years, but uh, what got me into it was the Marvel movies, for sure. Oh. Well, that's interesting. I never, I didn't think that people that watched the movies actually got into it, got into comics. Well, I got into comics after this was the first Spider-Man movie. The very first one, the Sony one. That's you know, that's a pet peeve of mine. I really wish that they would promote the comic books be in the, like the in like the credits. Not the credits. I mean even the credits at the beginning of the movie or at the end of the movie. That would be helpful. I think they've done that before and it's never worked. I don't know. I know I remember they said they did it for Green Lantern. I don't well, even though that movie was trash. <laughs> Like, it would be nice to see them promote the comics in, like, Infinity War, for example. Yeah, that would be cool. Like, buy the fucking book. Oh, you're here watching this movie? By the way, there's a book about this movie. Like, come on, let's get these people into comic books so we're not in such a it's such a threat of extinction all the time. Well, yeah, pretty much. Comics have taken a comeback, but as a new person, that's what I see anyways. Yeah, I think because they said that the the movies have helped in sales. Re, um, lately, they have helped. Hey, I went out and bought physical comic books when I, I, I'm just, I still would like to buy some more, but lately I've just been doing digital because it is cheaper. Yeah, digital is r- real cheap. It's cheaper for me. Well, especially with Comicsology and the fact that Marvel offers the unlimited app. Yeah, I don't exactly. I don't believe in buying digital because you're paying the exact same dollar amount that you would on a digital copy that you would on a physical copy. It's like three ninety nine to two ninety nine. You might as well just buy the physical issue. However, I do believe in the Netflix model for comics, which is essentially the like the epitome of like Marvel Unlimited. So I do advocate for Marvel Unlimited. If you don't have Marvel Unlimited, you are cheating yourself. It's almost a complete library of Marvel works since the sixties. It's great. I've never not I've never searched for something and not have found it. That's well, true. I have Comicsology Unlimited. Which is is basically the same price or I tried Comixology Unlimited thinking that it was like Marvel Unlimited, but Comixology Unlimited only gave me access to like the first to second volume of a story, and then you're just kind of left to buy it on your own. And I'm like, well, that's not a fucking deal. Um, so then. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> I got Marvel Unlimited, and I was like, this is what I'm talking about. I want to be that gives you access to everything. Yeah. The only I'm very th- opinionated, by the way. Huh? I said I'm very opinionated, by the way. Opinionated, you said? Opinionated. Oh, oh okay. I know you curse a lot. That's fun. 
<laughs> it's fine. <laughs> no, I'm family friendly because I curse too. Okay, cool. Cause, like, you're gonna have to fire me right now because I can't. Not uh, All right, so I guess I'll start with the news here. Apparently, in uh, newsarama.com, they're saying that uh, the lead actor, Jason Momoa, and director, Corin Hardy, is leaving the Sony picture movie, The Crow. They're leaving the movie because they don't like the ideas that the studio is considering as a plot of the movie. So, what are you guys' thoughts of that? about that? I think that's fine. I would rather something not be created if it's not, if the passion's not there. I feel like anything that's filled with, like, the motivation is money usually fails in Hollywood because I feel like audiences are getting smarter and smarter every year. And I feel like you can tell when something is actually done for the passion of it over the the money. Uh, For example, the Ghostbusters female remake, it's like, that should have never existed. Like, it's so bad. So I never actors, saw it. <laughs> if the actors and the team behind it were not feeling it, good for them for standing up to Hollywood and putting their, uh, like, you know, putting themselves, like, I don't know. Good for them. Good for them. That's all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of agree with that sentiment. Um, I'm not familiar with the comics, nor am I familiar with the original movie. I've always heard about the movie, though. I've always heard that a lot of people liked it. So, the original movie. So, hopefully, um, you know, if they ever do do a, a, an actual reboot, that it will be um, a good, uh, you know, homage to the original movie and the comic source that they use. Um, I saw the first one. I thought it was pretty good. I, I enjoyed it a lot. It was a real old movie. I think it came out in the 90s. And... I would be down for a Crow movie based on uh, J.O. Bars, The Crow. That was a really heartbreaking, awesome black and white book. Oh, so you read a, a Crow book? I never read one. Oh, I've read a Crow book. Crow is actually The Crow or whatever. I don't know. I only read that one graphic novel, and it blew my mind. Like, I never thought I was a, a The Crow fan until I read that graphic novel, and it's so worth it. I guess if you're disappointed that the movie's not happening or it's not happening with that team, I suggest you read uh, J.O. Barr's The Crow. Well, apparently... And it's adult. Don't give it to your kids or anything. <laughs> I've, I've heard that Jason Moore would say he would return if they give a different writer or if the studio decides to change their ideas. But he's not liking the ideas they have now. So he decides to leave. And so they change their minds. It takes a lot. You know what? He was he's big shot right now because he's Aquaman, even though he should not be Aquaman. He's a big deal right now. He's a hot ticket. He's probably getting a lot of money, especially because he's banking on that Game of Thrones appearances as well. Like it's not easy to turn down millions of dollars. And I am telling you, this fucking guy was probably gonna get paid millions of dollars to to be in this movie. Yeah. So like good for him for for, you know, Rejecting that for be like putting the art ahead of the money. Good yeah, that can't be easy. Cause me, I would have taken that fucking money. 
<laughs> well, he has enough money in his pocket, I think. Money talks and my dignity walks. That's what I say. <laughs> I really, I I just want a Chrome movie to be made because I think there's a lot of comic books out already, so there there should be store. I think it's, I see potential on movies to be based on those stories because just having one movie from the '90s is not enough for me. And people, for some people, it's enough, but it's not enough for a new generation. And I want more stories to be told about the characters, so I'm hoping they'll make one eventually. All right, so the next one I'm going to be going to is DC's Wonder Woman that take place in the 80s. Apparently, it's going take yeah. place in 1984. And that's about it. It's yes. Fine. I, well, I really, I personally don't care about Wonder Woman. I saw the movie, and I thought that it was a little bit too family-friendly. I Like, it was about a war, and I didn't feel like... You saw the horrors of it. I feel like it really didn't really go. You sure? <laughs> there was some blood there and some I mean, characters where dying. The, where were the body parts flying everywhere? Where was the blood? Where were the, where was the screaming? It's a fucking war zone. And the, That's everybody, true. I mean, you can't, they didn't one of the characters die there. Especially the war that they did. I mean, it can't be understated, you know? Yeah, and it's just like... Everybody was just like, oh, it's a little muddy over here. Like, I'm like, it's a war zone. Like, there should be body parts and there should be blood. And I did not get that. So, Wonder Woman sequel, eh, that's fine. They're banking on the success of the first one. But they can do whatever they want with it. It's like, doesn't really matter. I just don't know what the hell they're going to do in the 80s. Because I don't... What happened in the 80s? I wasn't, right? I wasn't... <laughs> <laughs> there was no, there wasn't any known war that happened at that time. Well, did you not give a shit about World War Two then? Like, why, why aren't we covering World War Two? Because the first movie is about World War One, right? Yeah, they didn't, okay. they, they just skipped World War Two apparently. Yeah, so what? She, she don't give a fuck about that one, like. <laughs> like Wonder Woman, come on, get your shit together. And she's probably gonna fall in love with a different guy this time. Yeah, because Steve Trevor died. That's another and... thing that bothers me because I am a huge, like, I'm a huge, I champion women. I, it is my honest belief that women are stronger than men. Like, it is, it's just true. It's just fuck. It, I mean, men are bigger, but women are stronger in every way possible. So, like, it bothers me that the very last moment of that movie, the very last, the third, the last arc of the movie was a terrible CGI fight, which was already bad enough. But then her mom- her Goku moment, where she's, like, being defeated, but then she regains all this power to beat the bad guy. You know, like, the Goku moment? Yeah, the Deus Mixanova. It was based on a guy, because of, of because of what's his, uh, what's his name? I don't know the name of him. Ares? No, the actor. The, the actor. The actor who played Ares? No, not that one. The other one. The love the character that, that she fell in love with. Oh, Chris Pine. is Steve Trevor. No, that's not his name. Guess it is. <laughs> Wonder Woman. Oh. <laughs> it's Chris Pine. Or Fine, whatever it is. I think it's Fine. Yeah, Chris. 
That's his name? Yes. Oh, I guess you're right. <laughs> so that guy, so his death is the reason why she gains all this power to beat the bad guy. So I'm yeah, like, see, I didn't like that ending because it's like, oh my god, this guy loves her so much and then he has to die for her. I was like, really? Well, he, lo- she loved him. That's... I guess it's a power of love, isn't it? She I usually is. That, it was so tragic. Like this movie has been put on a pedestal to be the woman, the the movie for women, right? I and like I'm it. Like, <laughs> okay, well, well, the, she only beat the bad guys because of a guy, so every woman can't do anything without a guy. So go fuck yourself. I don't like that. I think oh, that's a okay. I think this movie was overhyped and it wasn't as good as everybody thought it was. There's a lot of problems with it. It's watchable. It's watchable, but it's not very good. Yeah, I mean, I can kind of agree with that, too. Like, I liked the scenes where they were training her because that was pretty cool. Like, the scenes where they were training her. All of the other, all of the other women, all of the other lesbians in that commune, like, were look. How do you know they were lesbians? <laughs> because that's what they are. Like, they they touch on their lesbianism a little bit. There's no men, so they have to hook up with each other, you know. So like, um, everyone else looked more buff and more Wonder Woman than Wonder Woman, and that was another that's thing true. that I had a problem yeah. with. I did not like that the actress put her looks ahead of the role because she should have worked out. She should have gained muscle for that for that freaking role because everyone else was a lot looked a lot more Wonder Woman than Gal Gadot did, and that bothers me. I disagree, but okay. <laughs> I think she looks fine to me. I mean, she's tall, but she's not like. Mus- you know, she's not as muscular. Well, she did get some muscle because there's some uh, muscle detail in there. She's not. It's not like she didn't work out at all. And, she- and then no, and then it kills me. It kills me because like someone else was like, well, you know, she's perfect for the role because she was enrolled in the military or she was in a war zone, and I'm like, cool. That but doesn't entitle you to a. a- she was never. Uh, she was. They never. She was in the military. Yeah, she was in the Israeli military or something. Oh, she was? I don't I didn't know about that. Yeah, the Doe military career. She was she's Israeli or Yeah, I know she's Israeli, but I didn't think so I didn't know she was service, military. The Doe served for two years as an enlisted soldier in the Israel Defense Force. Okay. <laughs> instructor. She said of her time in the IDF, you give two or three years and it's not about you. You learn discipline and respect. Which is fine, Gal Gadot, but you could have picked up some dumbbells. That's all I have to say. <laughs> she probably did. It's just that she did. Her body doesn't. Her body mass probably doesn't grow that big enough as you, as most people. <laughs> um. Okay, so uh. <laughs> I just had different. Op- I really enjoyed Wonder Woman and. I don't know. I didn't have. I didn't have the same problems that that I mean, Ian had. After I watched it, I liked it a lot. But then, as the months grew on, I was like, kind of made me wonder. Kind of made me think on it. Like, eh, I don't know. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I just hold. I there's so much garbage being made nowadays. We live in the Kardashian era. Okay. Oh God! I, don't call it that. <laughs> 
No, are you fucking kidding me? I have to. I mean, Donald Trump, our president, just had a meeting with Kim Kardashian, the porn star. And she's not a reality star. She is a porn star because that is how, that is the beginning of her career. Okay. Saying, I agree know. with you. I think we should change the Wait, subject. Why did you and I'm not and I'm not putting dude I love porn stars that is a legitimate career it should be legal there is no reason why it shouldn't it would definitely help set slavery like we need to regulate and make prostitution legal because that's what it's supposed to be and the porn industry is just as respected those women work so fucking hard they're fucking heroes but let's not make Kim Kardashian be more than she actually is so I didn't know we were talking we were talking a political podcast <laughs> So what I'm saying is <laughs> Okay, go ahead. I don't know. What was I saying? <laughs> I don't know what you was you going were saying with. The president was meeting with this lady. <laughs> no, but what were we talking before that? Because I was uh, using... Wonder Woman. You said oh. the movie you said something is the media's with Kardashians or something? I don't know. Oh, the I Kardashian era is what you called it. I've, yeah, I called the Kardashian heiress, but it had something to do with the Wonder Woman. I forgot, whatever, lost my train of thought. Okay. <laughs> I guess we'll find out when we listen over to this episode. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, next one is about um, Comicsology Originals being print on demand. I don't know what to say much about this, but I think it's interesting because uh, people get to have those and in their independent comic books that they read on print. And I guess it brings out more advertising for them, I guess. So let me get this straight because you sent me links and I didn't read them. Um, so does that mean that Comixology is going to start creating their own comics and you can order them and they'll print as you order? Well, they've been making their own comic books, playing published indie comic books for quite a long time. I don't know how many years, but I know so, there's a lot of... So pe- now you, you just order them and they'll print print your comics as the orders come in? Is that what it is? Yeah, they'll, they'll print it... It's, um, for you and then ship it to you. Um, that's smart. I feel like that's smart. I feel like the comics going digital is inevitable. Like brick and mortar stores are going away, and as they should, because the music industry fell. The movie and the DVD fucking industry is also falling as well. Like shit is going digital and you can't stop it yeah brick and mortar comic book stores are cool but they're dying and there's a reason why yeah Um, because of the internet because of digital and you can't stop it i mean empires have fallen look like like i said look at the music industry so i think that comicsology is playing around with some really cool ideas if they're creating their own comics and they are doing digital first and then if you want a copy They'll print it for you. I think that's smart. I think it's cost effective. I think that's where comics are going. I think they have the right idea. Well, this is interesting. So I was looking, and apparently these original comics they have are available to members of Amazon Prime, Kindle Unlimited, and Comicsology Unlimited. So that's pretty nice. Yeah, I think it is pretty cool. I didn't know that. So. Oh, cool. <laughs> 
Okay, the next one is uh, apparently the silver and black movie is being pulled off the ske- their, the release schedule for Sony. And there's no reason stating why they're pulling the movie off. But, but apparently- so, silver and black and black wait, what? So these are Spider-Man characters, right? Yes. Black Cat so, and Silver Sable. <laughs> so Sony is not making movie. They're halting the movies? No, they, I guess they halting that movie because I guess they didn't like the script or something or they want to change it. There's no reason. They probably no... should make one with Black Cat because she's a popular character, right? Yeah, I think so. Somewhat. I think a lot of people know who she is. Well, I, I mean I haven't read much Spider-Man comics, but I, I thought she was kind of popular. Maybe she's not. I mean, she is popular because she's been in, she's been in almost every cartoon of Spider-Man. So is Black Cat just like the equivalent of Catwoman? Yes, she just steals, yeah. and she's a oh, hero. Yeah. <laughs> There's not much. The only thing that she had was bad luck, um, like cat, um, bad luck powers, but that's about it. Um, again, I would rather them put out something that's been, that's been thought through if they weren't feeling it good for them for stopping it i mean i mean i i don't know anything about the characters but they look cool they have big boobs that's gonna be popular i just i just really see black cat and silver people rarely interact with each other so i don't know why they even put them together in a move for a movie because silver sable is just a secret agent that works for like some Russian country, and Black Cat is a thief. So what the hell is? Yeah. <laughs> How did he put the two together? <laughs> I don't know what's the point of that. Unless Sable's going after Black Cat for a crime or something. Maybe, yeah, probably that's, that's probably kind of a the case. Stretch, though, because I don't know. Of course, I don't know anything about uh, Sable. Yeah, I guess they just decided to put two, let's put two Spider-Man characters together and well, they put them in a movie. together, probably. They're yeah, like, that would be cool. And I guess it didn't turn out so well because they didn't. They decided to change it when when it gets closer. It was coming out. So it was supposed to come out next year, February. The cloak and dagger TV thing. I'm interested in that, but I don't know how to watch it. Like, is Freeform free? Is well um, now they have it on Hulu and they. Oh, it's on Hulu. Okay, yeah, I can watch that. Yeah, it, it comes out the day after it aired on TV. That's about it. <laughs> so you have to wait until tomorrow to see out. it. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it should be coming out today. So. Yeah. Um, I hope it's good. I mean, I haven't really read Cloak and Dagger other than I've seen them in uh, Runaways, but I liked them. Okay. I I do like Cloak and Dagger. They're um pretty cool. I'm looking forward to the TV show. Okay, so uh you want to talk about the Spider-Verse trailer? I don't know if you saw it, Ian. The Spider-Verse what? Trailer. The, the one that came out yesterday. No, I have not seen it. Oh, forget it. Oh, you can watch it right now. <laughs> if you want to. Um 
Um, no, but you guys can tell me about it. It's so cool looking. Like, I love the way they did the animation because it's not typical, like, flat animation. It's more of a 3D kind of feel to it. But at the same time, they do use some 2D in there. So it doesn't look... I don't know. I think the way they did it make, makes it look more stylized. I like. Yeah, it looks real stylized. I'm not sure if it's... So it looks 3D, but I did see I some, some of the 2D. But some of the backgrounds aren't. It's kind of it, you'd have to watch it, but basically it looks really good the way they did that. Yeah. And some people were, were complaining about Peter's voice. Yeah, I didn't like it. It was weird. I didn't like. I was like, okay, I can see why people are complaining. At the same time, it's not that bad. Like it could be worse. Um, My boyfriend didn't have a problem with it. He said that he's supposed to sound older, so that's an older voice. It is an older voice, yeah. But I'm not so sure. It was, sounds good. I mean, the other voices sounded fine. Like, yeah. You know. And there is someone at the very end. I don't know if she's for Ian. There is one at the very end? There's one character at the end of the trailer. Um, okay, I'll just say it's Spider Gwen is at the end of the trailer. Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah, I thought that was interesting that they're gonna have Spider Gwen in there. And I don't know what the characters are gonna have in there because it's supposed to be a Spider Verse movie. But it's interesting to have Miles and Gwen in the movie already. So um, I'm looking forward to this movie. I can't wait for it to come out. Yeah, it does look really, look like it'd be really cool. Okay, I guess now, now we're gonna be talking about Deadpool, the Deadpool two movie. What did you guys think of Deadpool two? I thought it was great. It exceeded my expectations in that it, I thought it was as good as the first one, and because I loved the first one, I saw it twice. And um, I usually don't do that. Like, I actually went to the movie theater again to see it. So I, I like, almost never do that. And um, the first time I saw Deadpool, like, the first movie, I was just, oh, my gosh, it was so hilarious. It's great. I was, like, so thrilled that they did this. And um, I had I had never read Deadpool comics, but I thought his character was a riot. Like, he's just great. And um, the second one didn't disappoint me at all. Uh, I guess the only thing that maybe was disappointing to the comic book fans is they didn't do much with the X-Force. Yeah, that really pissed me off. Yeah, they really didn't do much there. <laughs> like, they just had Domino mainly. Like, otherwise, it was just random characters that some people will get because they read comics and then they just die. So, <laughs> yeah. in horrible, horrible ways. <laughs> Uh, what, what did you think, Ian? Yeah. Deadpool. Um, I saw it. It was I. It was a laugh out loud movie. Like everybody was laughing from beginning to end. I loved it. Um, I um, I don't remember Deadpool one, but then again, that's the problem with these movies that nothing's really gonna stay with you. There's no stakes, you know. Like this, like that movie does this. These two movies, this franchise, doesn't have anything to do with the bigger picture of of the X-World. So, um, 
for what it was, it was a lot of fun. Like if you want to bring up vodka for your icy and have a great time with friends, I think it's great. If you want a serious comic book movie, it's probably not for you. Um, but I really dug the juggernaut butt at the end. He got electrocuted <laughs> in the asshole. Like that is some. Oh, I think he's say something else. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's some kinky ass shit and I thought that was really brave of them to do The I need to get a still so I can make it my phone background oh god um, <laughs> I, I might tell they, they intended to make Deadpool very pansexual like even in the movie and that's why he kept rubbing on everyone's face which I thought was great <laughs> I thought it was great I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was great. I I would give it a nine. Uh, it was it was really fun. I the only thing I didn't like was that X Force was killed very quickly. I was expecting like see more of them. I and... mean the Domino. I thought Domino was gonna. And, and to be honest with you, Domino is, is X Force. That is X Force. Like Domino's is it. Like everybody else is was a disposable character they created. But um, Domino was surprisingly good for the mess that the look was. Um, because obviously she doesn't look like Domino. Um, I thought she was gonna suck, but she was very likable. She was. Yeah, I really like the actress they picked. Yeah, Domino was really well done. I liked what she did with the role. Pleasant surprise. Pleasant surprise. The actress did a really amazing job for something that I thought was going to be a train wreck. Yeah, she really made the character fun. I, I really liked what she did. Like, I love the moments. Like, I lo- and, like the moments where, like, the Deadpool's shenanigans get a little bit too much for her and I'm like even with my good luck power like not even I'm gonna get put myself through this shit like when Juggernaut like when Juggernaut like splits him like a hymen and then his body parts just fly everywhere she's like nope I'm out (laughs) (laughs) I also wanted to say that Domino is not necessarily the only X-Force character in there um, Shadowstar is one of the ex- first X Men. I mean, the first X Force characters actually. That's why I was mainly disappointed about the X Force characters not being used. It's just Domino's most popular one. I guess that's why they did something with her and forgot about the forget about the others. But I was really disappointed because Shadowstar is he's also a prominent character in X Force, and there's a couple of characters like Zygaitis was. He was never in the actual X-Force with Cable, but he was in the X-Force team with X-Static. So he does have some type of history with X-Force because um, X-Force, I mean, X-Static was called X-Force before that. And people didn't like that they called X this book, this team of heroes as X-Force because they never really had to do anything with the previous X-Force characters. It was just a a group of X-Men characters that's when a reality show. And Psychitis was one of them. And and I guess they decided they decided to put him into the Deadpool team since he was the X-Force character. So yeah, so actually the first 
the first lineup of X-Force is actually Boom Boom, Cable, Cannonball, Domino, Pharaoh, Shadowstar, and Warpath. And then later on, it was Siren, Richter, and Sunspot. But it's disappointing that you could see that Shadowstar was also a a prominent member and he was just disposable. And that was disappointing. That's why I didn't like that. And they could have actually used the, the X-Force characters to their full potential. Well, apparently they, it does say in Bellum's profile that he was also an X-Force member. Maybe he was an X-Force in the later team. So most of these characters have been in the X-Force. Yeah, Vanishers also have been in the X-Force as well. So every single character has been in the X-Force. And it's kind of disappointing that they don't have any towards them in the movie. I liked that they kept Stopender in the in the movie. I thought that was great. I liked what they did with him too. They made him like they made him such a freaky guy. Who you talking about? Stopender, the taxi driver. Oh, okay. I was wondering who Dude, that was. That that, that little that <laughs> goober. I didn't think he was going to be a, a actual character. I know he was a character in the first one, but you no, already saw Larry Little. Not a comic character, but I thought he was... No, not a comic book character. I think he's a character in the movie. Yeah. yeah I didn't think he was going to make him prominent in the second one. That was interesting. What else did I like about the movie? Okay, I think that... The chubby guy, like the chubby kid lead, was, to be honest, surprising when I when the first when the characters first introduced. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I thought he was a little weird at first. And I was like, oh wait, this kid—he looks like a Mexican British kid. I wasn't sure if they were in the states or if they were in Europe. It was very confusing. But um, the chubby kid was a risk. And I thought it paid off. I thought the chubby kid did a really, really good job. He's a really good actor. I think he's gonna have a great career if he if he manages to get more roles. But um, that was a surprising twist. I did not think that he was going to be the lead character next to Deadpool. I didn't think so. Yeah, I I think he did a great job. I didn't think he was gonna pull it off and. He's a really good actor. I think he's like the best actor in the whole movie. To be I honest, enjoyed, I enjoyed to see powers for once. Like I feel like the 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 power stuff is really lacking from these comic book movies, and it was nice to see like a fully like a full realized mutant. Because the only other time you really see that is in, like, Logan and with the little munchkins. There's, they always have the chubby mutant, which is hysterical to me. Um, like, at the very end with the ice girl and the electric guy, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I want to see more of that. Like, I wish I could see mutant movies with more mutants. Like, like Negasonic Teenage Warhead, like, she only used her powers, like, twice. And I'm like, get this bitch out of here. Like, she's not doing yeah. anything. Yeah, she didn't do much. That's what I was kind of disappointed about. She was barely in the movie. 
he was just there giving us her sourpuss face and i'm like get out of here i'm more interested in your crazy asian girlfriend like <laughs> yeah her asian girlfriend didn't do much either she was only like in the end and where's kimiko like i was more interested in her than i was in negasonic teenage warhead but like i don't know they need the actress either needs to do something different or they need to give her more interesting shit to do but i don't know she was disappointing she was disappointed. Yeah, I, I and I was not expecting Jerkonaut to be in the movie. That was a really surprise. I know. I did, was not expecting for his ass to be in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did I did like Jerkonaut in the movie. He, I think the actor did a pretty good job and he definitely did better than the actor that was in X Men the last stand. He was definitely a better actor than that one, and I liked the character's design. He was that was really well done too, and I'm glad they also was able to reference that Juggernaut was the brother of Charles of Charles Xavier, Professor X. That was good because that was never mentioned in the X Men Last Stand. I don't think they even were brothers at their time, and I'm glad that they fixed that. So. I think they did a pretty good job on the Juggernaut. And my only gripe with Juggernaut was that he was a mutant again. And I don't think that sh- should be the case because he not, he's not a mutant. He's just a guy who got his powers from a stone. Not everyone is a mutant in the X-Men universe. So I don't know why they did that. But I'm thinking... That's so okay, I guess. I'm pretty practically fine with everything else besides that. It was pretty fun to see him in the movie. Is there anything else to talk about? I have. I mean, are we out of time for this talk? No, no, we can talk about it forever long you want. Okay. <laughs> so I, another thing that I kind of enjoyed, but I didn't really enjoy it because they didn't really take it there, was the the. The guy that ran the orphanage or the the rehabilitation place, like like he was he came off like a pedophile more than an evil fucked up mutant hater. Which personally, I really wished it would have not well, done the pedophile jokes and just made him a a guy who has a motivation to be a dick to mutants. Like I really I, well, he had a whole prison, so. He, like, was he, just the... came off, he just came off as a wanker instead of like a legit villain. And I'm like, this is the guy that the plot is trying to get. Yet he comes off like a slimy. Like, I just didn't feel it. Like, he, he, yeah, I, 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 I understand that. Yeah. I felt like the Hanson guy was going to come out from the like the island kitchen to say, do you want some tea? You know, like I thought it was like a to catch a predator episode more than a legitimate x-men villain which and when they're human they tend to have a good motivation to hate mutants and they are also fucking evil mm-hmm. and he wasn't that like he just came out like a religious zealot and i was just like, i'm not in I, i'm not buying it i wish they would have killed him they didn't kill him which was his- i thought he got run over by yeah he did get killed okay. <laughs> Yeah. yeah Dovander, like came in the very last second. He's just like boom. <laughs> yeah, he did kill. They kill him real quickly. They didn't do much with him. And there was some pretty funny scenes. I like the whole that uh the when he had the that had the baby legs. Oh yeah. 
that was pretty funny. Yeah. I'm glad they revisited the tiny thing, because they did that in the first one as well. What tiny thing? Tiny limbs or whatever. I think in the first one, he had tiny hands or something. Some, Some way, somehow. He got his hands chopped off or something. That whole thing with the baby dick was funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then when he had oh, small hands. Then he had small I legs. This one. I love when they did, like, the fucking uh, basic instinct bullshit with, um, with Sharon Stone with the whole legs thing where he's, when he crosses. Did you guys catch that? Oh, yeah. When he crosses legs. That was. Yeah. That's a, that's a callback to uh, Sharon Stone and basic instinct, I think. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm not even familiar with that stuff, I think. Oh, man, you <laughs> children. <laughs> um, what else did I think about that movie? What do you guys think about that Pete guy? That Pete? Oh, you mean the... Uh, Peter, the, the guy who's named Peter? Which was that one? He's the blonde, right? No, he was the... Um... The nobody, the guy that had no powers, he was just there just for. Oh, oh the guy. The guy that he just threw there. That was kind of weird. The guy that, that from the X Force. Yeah, that was in the X Force. Oh, you mean the guy that didn't have any powers, and then he was riding in the plane. Yeah. And, oh yeah, that was funny. Oh my god. And there was like, Vanisher, uh, the guy that wasn't really there. <laughs> that that was yeah, funny. That was great. And then I you see him pop that in anywhere. wanted to be in the, the X-Force so bad, and then they let the guy without any powers in, because he just wanted to spite everybody. Oh. oh. I, have, I have a complaint. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> and by the way, I love this movie. Just, just... You can have complaints about a movie you like. Go ahead. Um, cable was disappointing. I wanted him to look more Cable, and he looked yeah, like he... Yeah, I he looked ridiculous in that leotard, by the way, because he's a short man. He has, like, short, stubby legs. And I was like, fucking Cable's a tall-ass, motherfucking, muscly, silver fox that could crush your head with his bicep. And this motherfucker was, I was like, he's, like, 5'6". He yeah, he looked a little underweight, maybe, for Cable. But I think he looked fine. I mean, yeah, he had a weird hairstyle, but I think his acting was pretty good. I was like, find a nobody... That's an actor that looks like the character. Like, don't hire people with names. I want you to hire for the role. I don't want you to hire for the poster. It really yeah. bothers Yeah. But I, <laughs> I don't really don't care about the looks of the characters. I'm not looking for comic book accuracy for me. I just want the, the skill. nothing wrong with looking for... An accurate retelling of stories you love. Yeah, I think a lot of people have that sentiment, especially comic book fans. Especially comic book fans. They want someone that resembles their character. Like, that first Deadpool was blasphemous. Like, how Deadpool even made a comeback after that was disastrous. With the same actor, I I may say. So... Yeah. Like, the first Deadpool looked like a Mortal Kombat one. Oh, you mean like um, his first appearance in a movie? Yeah, the the guy with no mouth. Oh, right, but they made fun of that in the second movie. 
No, I know, I know, yeah, I know, yeah. it, which was fine because they at least I'm I'm like good for you for recognizing that you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> good for you. I'm glad that you know that you should feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't necessarily have a problem with Cable. I think the actor did a pretty good job. And to be honest, most characters' appearances are different in comic books. They don't always look the same. And there's always different artist interpretations. So Cable doesn't always look like a big person. Sometimes he's scrawny. It all depends on the artist. So I don't think they should be looking for a actual comic dissipation of the character to it for an actor and Josh Brolin is not necessarily a big actor himself he's he's also not that much of a well-known actor but I digress about that I think he he honestly did a good job as a character and I didn't mind the design too much I didn't I didn't have the same problems with him and I think they did a good story with him and he also did the character's emotion pretty well when he lost his daughter. I really like how he dissipated that and was able to express that through the character. So to me, I think he did a good job. I didn't mind his design too much. I think he did perfectly fine with the character. I'm so glad that much they break the fourth wall in those movies. Yeah. Do they... They did a, a some fall breaking here, right? I mean, not well, a little bit, but well, well especially I, when he did the cameo of himself in the in the other movie, you know. Oh yeah, from the wolf, from the where um, he he like chopped up Wolverine or something like that, or I don't remember. Oh, what that's right. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, good movie. I give it a 7. A solid 7. It earned that 7. Oh. Uh, you, Ruth, do you have a score or you don't have one? Uh, I would say uh, maybe an 8 or 9. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That's, yeah. Probably because, like you said, the x Force, they could have done something else with that if they wanted to. Yeah, they could have done something else with they could have really done something and then, with like, that. Like the other complaints, like the villain could have been stronger for the one that started off the actual. Yeah, the actual and they didn't do much with um Black Tom Cassidy. I know he was killed off very quickly too. Oh, the guy in the prison. Yeah, I thought they was gonna do something more with him, but they didn't. Oh, I think he was supposed to be a really minor character though. Cause yeah. They just made. I think they just literally made him up for the movie, that like one scene or something. They didn't necessarily make Black Tom Cassie in the movie. He's an actual character in the comic books. He's, I think he's Banshee's brother. I'm not necessarily sure. And I think they could have done something more with that. I was kind of disappointed they didn't do much of his character. But but I guess they just wanted him there as a comedy relief. It's like something to joke about. I didn't think his... I think they didn't want his character to have that much impact so yeah, apparently he's a cousin of Banshee's. That's about it. But I'm I'm kind of disappointed they didn't actually get to do anything with him. Yeah, I think that's about it to be honest. <laughs> and the ending credits. What did you think of the the end credit scene where they just wrecked the timeline? I, like, I think I liked the ending credits. I thought that was cute. 
Yeah, I, I thought like that was cool. This is, I guess they try to satisfy fans with just having well, Deadpool and of what he thought everything looked like. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool to have Deadpool, you know, I guess interact with Hugh Jackman. I guess, I guess that was the only way to do it without, you know, since he retired the character. Yeah. And I think he was only able to do like a cameo thing. Well, okay. I guess you have anything to say about the ending credits, Ian? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I the next one is now is comic books of the week. So it's about comic books that we've read and what what we thought about them. I don't. Let me look at my pull list. I don't think that I had too many things. Um, I did read X-Men Red, but I've been so negative and critical already, I don't want to open that can of war. Okay. So, <laughs> I read, um, 2016 Nova, which was really good. I liked it a lot. Maybe almost as much as the the previous Nova with Sam X Alexander. I think I liked the other one a little better, but this one was still pretty good. Which one is that one? The... So, it's with, um, it's from 2016 with Loveness writing it, I think. Oh, I didn't like that one. <laughs> it, I, thought, I thought it was cute. I liked it. I liked that he met Rich, but I, I have never read the Rich writer Nova, so I'm not sure exactly if they did his character the way he is supposed to or not. I mean, I'm hoping they did. I'm Justice. Mm, I didn't think so. I think it was all right. I mean, I only had like seven issues, I think. I think yeah, it was. It was only seven issues, but I was just glad to see they put Sam Alexander back because I liked him a lot. I liked that run really a lot. I thought it was all right. Um, they didn't do really much with it. I don't remember why the I didn't enjoy. Is, the artwork I don't think was as good as this, the original Sam Alexander. Run. Yeah, it didn't look good as uh, the the previous one. I really liked Jerry Duggan's run. Something. At least and for the covers too, I think even the covers weren't that good. But uh, I also got to read the my first Deadpool comic. Speaking of Deadpool, with um, our comic book club, and that was interesting. It was uh, what was it? De- Night of the Living Deadpool. Oh, I read uh, that one too. Before. Yeah, it was okay. It wasn't great. But it did make me have an interest to read more Deadpool comics. Did you read the first one or the second one? This was... Uh, let me see. Yeah, because they have... They have a... They have, uh, they have a sequel of that. No, I think this was the original one. It's from 2014. Okay, yeah. I think that's yeah, the first that's one. Yeah, that's the one I read. It just felt too much like Walking Dead, and there was nothing else to it. Like, you know? The only thing I could say good about it, too, was maybe the art was really good. I liked how they did the black and white. But again, it just felt like Walking Dead with Deadpool. (laughs) Which isn't as exciting as you think it would be, because they kept killing the characters. He he had very brief interactions with characters, so little that it's like, well, there aren't any characters in this comic other than Deadpool and a bunch of zombies. So there wasn't much going on, you know? Yeah, the second one, you get to know more about some... It was a girl that was... 
that was in there and he um gets to know her and I guess yeah, so um, kills a whole bunch of zombies. I, mean, I guess I am interested in maybe some better Deadpool comics at this point now, so I'll have to look into reading some of those. Um, the other most recent comic I've read would be um, oh, the worst X Men ever, uh, which was really good, and Ian can also talk about that one too. It's good. It's good. Yeah, maybe say Ian. <laughs> Um. Wait, no. Let Aska finish. What did? Oh, uh, I mean that's 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 pretty much it. Other than I have been continuing X Men, uh, the new X Men from 2004 to 2008. So I've been continuing that series, and I do want to read some Moon Knight at some point because I've been hearing so much about Moon Knight. It makes me want to read it. I want to have read so many Marvel comics so I can like really justify this. Marvel Unlimited purchase. <laughs> oh, what X Men was you you read? Uh, New X Men from two thousand four two thousand eight. So it involves the um, Hellions and the oh yeah, oh, and like Danny Moonstar and like her people at the like oh the New Mutants right? Yeah. All right. Wait, well, ask the what did you think? Because you're the reason why you're reading those books is because I recommend. Yeah, I am interested in reading X Men. So. I don't know. Like, I I think the art is a little more improved now because I didn't for some reason I just didn't like that nineties art style. But why? Well, those they they are but like the plot became really strange. Like people kept backstabbing each other, backstabbing each other, and like characters like I don't know. I just thought it was crazy. Like it just just stuff went crazy. Like <laughs> <laughs> like you don't understand. Like. X-Men, like the X-Men, the mutants are, I mean, aside from being, like, you know, a representation of, of like, minorities. Like, I mean, I guess, I guess I can understand, because those, the, the characters they're describing in the, that they're showing in this comic series are very young, like, young enough to be impressionable, like, young enough to have a lot more fear and insecurity than someone who's an adult would have. And yeah, even adults have a lot of insecurities. But, but especially are... at their age, because they're just coming out of high school, and they're like, you know how you felt when you were that age. Like, it's yeah, just, it's very... You're exploring yourself and not sure who you are at the moment. And if, especially if you're put into a world like where you're a mutant, and there's this separation between humans and mutants, you know? Yeah. Big, big thing. So I guess I can understand that from mm-hmm. that perspective. Well, they kept you said they kept stabbing each other in the back. Yeah, like <laughs> it feels like a, a <laughs> one of those Star, the Star Wars books when they talk about the the Empire or the Sith and they are always stabbing each other in the back. Like in Darth Vader books, they do that a lot. Um, um, well, this one's just like kind of like. Wow, this character turned out to be awful. Like, <laughs> they're so mean. Why are they doing that? But yeah, again, I think it's with their age too. They just they're like, I don't know. They and, don't it's know not, where... and it's not necessarily like with their age, but like that's the X Men. Like the X Men is just like it's like a melodrama, you know? Like everybody's sleeping with each other, everybody's backstabbing each other, everybody's like, 
like kissing, fucking like teachers with students and students with students and teachers with teachers and teachers with professor. Like, you know, it's just like crazy. Like that is the X Men. Yeah. I'm starting to see that, so... Like, that's why I love it so much, because it's personal. It has an overarching, like, bigger message, but it's it's mundane, it's relatable, it's it's, it's me, it's us, you know? That, that's why I love the X-Men so much. And the, especially, like, the young drama, like, when the mutants are at the school and the teachers are around and they don't know what the fuck they're doing and neither do the kids and shit. <laughs> you know, like, it's... Fun. It's fun for me. Like the X Men are the learning experience every time. Like you saw at worst X Men ever. Like Mystique was like coming. Like Mystique turns into a little mutant's dead mother and comes onto him. Like yeah. Oh yeah, that I thought that was crazy. <laughs> I remember that part. That's X Men. Mm-hmm. It's fucked up shit. It's you. It's me and life. Like that is what X Men is, and that's why I love them. Like. I want Asta to love them because, like, there's so much to love them. I mean, I would like to get into them, if nothing else, for, like, maybe one or two characters that I like, so. Um, there was one thing I did like about Worst, worst X-Men ever was that there was a mutant that kept all the Marvel characters the same age. And that was a good explanation why the characters don't age. I don't Wait, know. Wait, you mean Miranda? It was the one... Yeah, it was one the of the girl, girls, I think. The girl... No, this was a girl that, like, poofed people in and out of existence. She was essentially just, like, a... a she was... She had, like, god power. She had, like, reality warping powers. Yeah, she... she like, yeah, she was, she was my favorite character in that, that little short series. She's the most powerful mutant to have ever existed. Like... Yeah, yeah. Like, fun, like who, who wrote a Worst X-Men ever? Who was it? Um, it, it says Max Bemis, Michael Walsh, and Ruth yeah. Benson. Yeah. Bemis created the most powerful mutant ever. Like, fuck him and the high horse he rode in on, right? Like, and it was smart, because this, I don't think this book is canon, because I don't think we ever see Yeah, it. I don't think it's canon, me neither. Because you don't see these characters ever, anywhere in the universe. Lie. I would not mind if Marvel gave us more limited, non-canon series. Yeah, exactly, because this this particular one-shot thing was very interesting to read. I loved how they made it realistic at the end, where the guy does eventually use his power. And it's sad, but it's like, jeez, like, wow. Yeah, they really humiliated the, the main character. <laughs> but I, I thought it, it just took the X-Men to a place where, like, you don't have to be a kid anymore to read it. You can be someone who doesn't even read any comics at all. Pick this up and be like, wow, this is pretty cool. I didn't know comics were like this. You know? Yeah. Like, the fucking parents, like, get stepped on by a freaking... I know! Oh my god, that's what makes it so tragic. But at the same time, it, like, adds this really dark element of, of almost, I, I, like, irony, you know? And, you know, like, it was really heartbreaking because, like, if you are a longtime X-Men reader, like, whenever there's a story that has to do with a mutant and their parents, like, 90% of the time, the parents will be dicks about it. Like, 90% of the time. Yeah, most parents are dicks in in the X-Men comics. Being good parents, parents that were, like, 
son, do you know what a mutant is? Well, you're a mutant, we're mutants, and they love him, and it's so heartbreaking. I'm like, oh my god, good for you, you have good parents. And then we get to the school. <laughs> yeah. And they just get fucked, and it's like, no, no, no. So sad. <laughs> so sad. R.I.P. R.I.P. Good parents. All the good ones always die. All the shitty ones stay alive. Yeah, that's true. Like Iceman's parents, so fucking shitty. I, they're coming <laughs> around. I mean, I read, <laughs> I read Cena's run, latest run of Iceman, the solo title, and the dad was coming coming around towards the end. I think. Yeah, it seemed like they were, I guess, being a little forgiving about him. I mean, it did take him like fucking sixty years, but whatever. I, I know, right? It had to wait until you. So he was supposedly gay for them to make up, I guess. After all these years. <laughs> um. So. Um, oh, is gonna is Roof done? Where are you done with your? Yeah, yeah, I'm done. That was my comic spiel. Okay. Uh, Ian, you want to go or you want me to go? Oh, I'll go. I'll go real quick. I'll be quick. You don't have to be quick. <laughs> so, um, I read Dazzler X Song number one, written by my, uh, like, I'm a huge fan of Mags Visaggio. Like, she's amazing. She wrote Kim and Kim, which really put her on the map. That really, like, started off her career. And then she moved on to do, like, she, like, think she works for, like, Big Publish. She works for the Big Two now. And um, it was good. She, Mags has a really like specific way of writing, and she loves to write punk rock, diverse chicks, you know. And Dazzler was perfect for that. Um, it was nice to see Dazzler healthy. I was because the last time I, they wrote her, she was suffering from the Mpox due to the inhuman, uh, the inhuman war against the mutants. Um, so I guess they just retconned that. They were like, she's fine now. Like, she's not going to die. Um, mm-hmm. So that was nice. And they're going to bring her back in Astonishing X-Men, I think. Which Yeah, I saw that. I'm, I'm excited for that. I really want to see what they do with her in there. I hope so, because, like, she is the Marvel, like, Marvel's punching bag. Like, this fucking girl has been put through the ringer. She she has been put on trial. She has been kidnapped, tortured, experimented on, fucked with. Like, this girl is, like, she, she tried to run for president, and they exploded her to death. Like, she was exploded to death. Yeah, I remember it was in the future, right? In Battle of the Atom. I'm just like, fuck. Leave this girl alone. Like, she's actually very interesting. I wish that Tom King would give her the, the, the vision treatment and give her what she wants. I want a, like, deep, philosophic run with her where she gets a family or maybe she lives a mundane, normal life and how that affects everything around her being a mutant. Or maybe her actually doing a comeback and being a pop star. Like, that'd be cool. But, you know, she's always just being fucked with. She's always just being, like... You know, tortured. I was really hoping for her to be a this S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, but it ended up being Mystique in, in disguise. Well, and that exactly. was disappointing. So, yeah, so they, 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 
fucking Maria Hill comes along and she's like, "Do you want to be an agent of Shield?" And she's like, "Well, do I get to do I get to have a title?" And she's like, "Yeah, your name will be Dassler, Agent mm-hmm. of Shield." And I'm like, "Yeah, cool, I'm into this." Two wishes later, she gets kidnapped by Mystique, and then Mystique yeah. takes over, starts experimenting on her and like keeping her in a comatose like state for like months, for, like a fucking time, like. Because they're gro- they're um, creating mutant growth hormone out of her, which is terrible for humans. Um, yeah, they just really need to give her a chance to be a hero or stop using her. Yeah, that's true. They really do, and I was hoping for her to actually be a shield agent and see what she does with it. And that wasn't really her at all. It's just her as Mystique. We just Mystique as her. That was really disappointing, but I'm glad you actually enjoyed the book. The 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 it was good. I'm excited. One. I need I need me some Dazzler. Ever since Dazzler Thor, I've been really missing like Dazzler in my life. But um, I also read X Men Red. You could talk about that one <laughs> if you want. X Men Red is garbage. I I think it's terrible, and I don't want it in my life. Um, Are you just saying that because of Cassandra Nova? It makes me sad. Because like, I've heard that you, I heard people say that you don't like Cassandra Nova. At I that don't Cassandra Nova, but I also don't like that they're trying to. Okay, there's two things I hate in life. Okay, I hate Cassandra Nova and I hate Donald Trump, and they are turning <laughs> her into Donald Trump. I think that's the point. I think they want to turn her real bad. She is an evil person. <laughs> I never subscribed to the whole SJW agenda thing because no, it's what what the S what the supremacy Marvel is calling as the SJW agenda is just the young adult genre. And I'm like, dude, not every book should be for you. But I digress. But I honestly feel like X Men Red. It's an SJW book, and I hate it, and I wish it would go away. Like, if for the first time ever in this whole comic skate thing, I feel very strongly about X Men Red that it should be canceled ASAP. I'm like, I'm enjoying it so far. I didn't read the re- the issue that came out this week, but I read the four the fourth one, and uh, like I think it's like, doing all right. I'm, like, the last thought bubble in the latest issue, and I'm going to spoil it because I don't care. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> like, it's like, I'm going to, we're going to destroy the lies and weaponize the truth. And I'm going to like, get that fuck out. Weaponize what truth? About the mutants? About, about Cassandra Nova, I guess. I don't know. So, it's a mess. It should go away. That's all. That's all I <laughs> And by the way, like it really upsets me that they brought back Jean Grey for this mediocre pile of poo-poo. Like, like. Well, she's she's gonna what? I think that the 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 goal is to live, to have her own country of mutants and. Yeah, like mm. all of a sudden it's like Humans. Angelina Jolie, you know, like Jean Grey's done being being, you know, a fuck up. Now she wants to be, you know, a good Samaritan and it's like, I'm gonna change the world. And I'm like, Okay, cool, do that, but don't do it in this way. Like this way is like so off putting to me. Because they're literally going through the big events of the Trump administration. Like they touched on like the whole Cambridge Analytica thing, like with the whole using 
advertising and, and subliminal messages to like propagate hate. And then they use, that's the whole thing. It's like, oh, we're going to fight hate. We're going to hate. We're going to beat hate. And I'm just like, cool, do that. But don't be so blunt about it. Well, how do they speak about it without being so blunt about it? <laughs> <laughs> and if you're enjoying it, I'm so happy for you. But like at the same time, I feel like Jean Grey's better than that. Phoenix Resurrection, which is the whole thing that led to her resurrection, was really good. Like, it was yeah, so that cool. was interesting. I did like that. Phoenix Resurrection is about the Phoenix laying an egg a interdimensional fucked up like yeah that was crazy that will hatch Jean Grey like I was like that's so cool that's so cool and then you read X-Men Red and it's like wah 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 so I want her to interact with the young Jean Grey but that's not I don't know what's going on with that. Oh, I know. And by the way, nobody gives a shit that Jean Grey is all, all of a sudden alive. Like, nobody's addressed it. Nobody's been like, oh, my God, that, that's a thing. I mean, I guess you could say that they've become, like, like um, desensitized to her dying and coming back. But at the same time, I'm like, well, somebody should address the fact that one of the most dangerous mutants just came back from the dead. Like, she's destroyed planets, dude. Like, this fucking girl's crazy. And nobody's batting at it. Not one person. Yeah, no one's... I don't think she's barely interacted with anyone. So far. Um, Worst X-Men ever was really good. I read that. Um, what else did I read? Miss Marvel's also really good. G. Willow Wilson is queen. I feel like she created something created a phenomenon out of nothing like they i i heard her ted talk if you have not listened to g willow wilson's ted talk about miss marvel it's super inspiring it's super awesome like she did not think that miss marvel would make it past issue that first arc past issue like she was just like this is just not gonna happen but it's a check and i'll do it and all of a sudden it just the trades started making like bestseller list and bestseller list and she's like, all of a sudden they're like on issue 30 like it's it's amazing um that's the right way of doing i guess like the young adult genre like she's queen and somebody who's like also like a great second place is kelly thompson who has managed to build a name for herself in less than a year like yeah she's doing really well i like her books then she wrote hawkeye with kate bishop and it it like her like blasted of her like career because now she has a uh, exclusive contract with marvel she's essentially uh bendis's replacement because she was hired she was given the contract right after his announcement that he was leaving marvel and she has she's writing like six books like since hawkeye she's written Rowan Gambit, which was really good. And then yeah. she's been on West Coast Avengers. That is fucking awesome. Fucking awesome. Like, she's queen number two. <laughs> <laughs> which Miss Marvel did you read? I mean, what issue is... Huh? No, which Miss... What issue of Miss Marvel did you read? What issue of Miss Marvel did I read? Yeah. Yeah, the latest one. Um... Yeah, I've read the whole thing. I've, I've had, there's not an issue of Miss Marvel that I haven't read, but it's oh. a great round. I don't have like specific criticism. 
Um, I think it's incredibly powerful. Like they deal, they deal with social issues in a way that's not off-putting. Like you learn things about ICE, and um, you also learn things about you know Middle Eastern culture. Things that I was like, wow, like this is really fucking cool. Like this is not the evil propaganda that the conservative right is trying to disseminate to the American public. It's like, these are people and their families, just like us, a little different, but like different is not bad. And you learn a lot. Like you learn a lot about the culture, a lot about the religion, a lot about the family dynamics that they have, as well as things that you never thought you would learn about, like cyberbullying and what ICE is again, because immigration is a big topic right now. Um, and just like really cute moments, like like it was really powerful. I'm only gonna spoil one scene, one part of like Miss Marvel, which has a lot of issues. Go like, ahead. The, the world is ending because I believe Secret Wars. I think it's Secret Wars. So the world oh. is ending. The yeah, world. I remember reading that part. That that was pretty interesting. Yeah, so with like Captain the, Marvel. The world is ending, and she's like. She's telling her mom, like, Mom, I don't want to die. I don't want the last thing in my story to be a lie, and I want to tell you who I am. And she goes, Mom, I'm Miss Marvel. And the mom goes, I know. I know you are, and I love you. And if that's the worst thing you've ever done, I am proud that you're my daughter. And it was just like this fucking moment, and the world's ending, and it's just like, ah, so cute. Like, I'm getting goosebumps right now. So... If you're into the young adult like type stories and you want a master of the genre of writing it, like read Miss Marvel by G. Will Wilson. She's amazing. Alright, so are that's it for you or? Yeah, that's it. I think I've talked enough. Alright. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna talk about the books that I've read this week. Um the first one I'm gonna talk about is Rogue and Gambit number five, the the final issue of the series. Um, I really enjoyed this one. I do like that Rogue and Gambit are going to be back together. And hopefully they stay together. Because <laughs> it seems like they've just been fucking up their relationship lately in their comic books. Do you, did you love the scene where Gambit was like, You kiss Deadpool! The fool doesn't even have a mouth! <laughs> oh god <laughs> yeah i was that was kind of uh, i didn't that was kind of off-putting when she was going out with deadpool i'm like uh like, come it's on so funny. Like, it's it's like two bitter exes which they are and it's just done so well yeah it was it was really great and you got to see all their memories and of them being together and why it didn't work out it was. I really like what Kelly Thompson did with this one. Yeah. It was really <laughs> cool. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say like Kelly Thompson. She's just amazing. I. I she deserves all the success she's had so. Far. Yeah, I really like her Hawkeye series, and I really like the Rogue and Gambit series too. I wish it was actually an ongoing. I, I don't like that it's a mini series. I liked it so already so much and I'm hoping I was hoping I wanted to see more of it yeah I really enjoyed it um the next issue I'm going to be talking about is Mighty Thor The Gates of Valhalla number one and uh I thought this issue was okay it was interesting to see uh Jane Foster 
interact with Thor's um, daughters. And she did talk about her, you know, her being Thor and what did it inspire her to be a hero and what did she like about it. And I thought that was pretty interesting. And then they uh, also talk about the next story arc with Malekith and I guess they're going to have the war, war of all gods thing, kind of thing. And I thought that was... I was kind of disappointed that since they didn't kill Jane Foster, I was hoping that... I'm kind of disappointed that she's not going to be the main Thor character because I really don't see any point of her just being alive if she's not going to be Thor. So... Go ahead. What happened? No, I just said, wow. Yeah, because it's like, what is the point? to live as long as she's not Thor. They they didn't kill her off. They put this whole, all this hype around her dying and she doesn't even die. So it's like, what was the point of that? It seemed like they they decided for her not to be Thor because everybody's complaining on the internet about, you know, not... Thor Odison being Thor is Jane Foster, so it's like, oh, let's just let's just move her away from being Thor and let her live her life. And they did tease that she's gonna help um, Thor fight all the villains that's gonna have the war in all the realms, kind of thing. So it's like, okay, then what was the point of taking her off the Thor mantle if she's gonna help eventually at in the during this big event they hyping up in the Thor series. I just don't see any point of it, but oh well. But I did still enjoy the book, so there goes that. Uh, I did enjoy the Tetra Comics nine hundred and eighty and nine hundred and eighty one. That was uh it was an ending arc of James Talion's series of Detective Comics. I did like it. It was really well done. I mean, they concluded as much as they could. They had the sadly they made the team break up. I didn't like that part of the story, but I think they did it just to end the arc, and some other writers gonna jump in the next issue. Which I don't know who's gonna be writing that because there haven't been any updates about it. They keep they had one run writer, and then. They decided to change it. I don't know what's going on with that. But it was... I liked... It was pretty well done. And um, I did like how Spoiler finally made up with Batman. They weren't arguing with each other like they usually do in this book. They was able to save Tim Drake from Brother Eye. That was really cool. I think that's about it. Everybody was able to resolve their issues and... What was what was interesting at the end was that Clayface is actually alive. He they didn't explain how is he alive after Batwoman shot him, but I don't know how that's gonna how they was how did that happen? How Clayface is still alive for some reason? But I'm wondering what they're gonna do with him after this series is over. Since this this series is over and. They could have a new writer jump in the next one. I also read uh, Hulk, old, old Man Hawkman number 5. 
and I really like that one. Go ahead. The Silver Daddy Extravaganza. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm only, I am honestly only reading that fucking book because it's, um, it has amazing Silver Daddy art. Like, if you're into older guys, like, read them. Oh. I, I like it because the action is really cool and the art is, is, is really well done in there. And they have some fighting scenes with with the Venom symbiotes. It was really cool seeing Hawkeye fight them. And it's some some character gets killed off and it's like it's really crazy. Like the little kid has to watch his I guess his grandpa get killed in front of him. It was pretty dark. And there's something about Bullseye and he was talking with Taskmaster and Red Skull and they going after Hawkeye and I guess they meet him up meet up with him in the next issue. So there's something to look forward to. I also liked Old Man Logan number forty. And that one was really great. I really liked that one. That one's really well done. Cause they showed what is this character? I think it's Glob. I forgot his name was. He he had like he was in the online dating, like looking for a mutant to date. And well, it was that it was actually a human. And the girl was acting was pretending that she liked him and was really interested in him and. When she go when they go meet up, they end up being purifiers and start attacking the mutant and put a bomb on him, like a suicide bomb. And he has to go to the ex. He ends up going to the the mutant, the school one of the school buildings. And luckily nobody was there, and he blows up the house. And luckily he's surprisingly he survived it. And. It was interesting seeing him talking with Logan and how to get over the big mistake that he had that he went to a dating site and didn't think that the person was going to want to kill him and he thought it was a super mistake but Logan taught him that it's okay you don't, you don't always have to succeed and, and everything and it was interesting how they talked to each other and it was it was cool to see the the younger kids being useful in a book. I I don't like that in the Marvel comic books that the young X Men barely interact in comic books, and it was cool to see them shift focus. It wasn't about Logan that much, but it was about the young kids and how does Logan interact with them, and I thought that was interesting. What is it, Mira, Queen of Atlantis number four? I really like this issue because you get to see. Huh? I thought Asta read that. What was it? Mira, Queen of Atlantis, number four. Oh, I didn't actually ever read that one. Oh. Oh. (laughs) It was. I've been enjoying it. Mira. No, I I promoted it, but I haven't read it yet. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't hear it. I I guess I missed that. No, this was a while back. This is when it first came out. I was oh. like, ooh, because it looked like I was like, ooh, this looks really cool, but I haven't read it yet. 
No, I I enjoyed it. I mean, it's with, it was just a little short series, right? I mean, it's not finished yet. It's still going. It's yeah, it's a mini series. Could be six issues, but oh, okay. so far, so is the fourth issue just came out, okay. and I enjoy it. It's, it's pretty cool. I liked um, when I read of Aquaman Rebirth. I never did finish it, but I liked it a lot. Oh. Yeah, I've been liking Aquaman Rebirth as well. I've been, it's like one of my favorite books so far. Yeah, Aquaman's freaking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I did, I really enjoyed Mira talking with... Oh, Mira's so cool. <laughs> yeah, she is really cool and... She... I just felt bad for her in the... But like I said, I haven't finished it, so... Because they were like saying, oh my gosh, she's an omen, you know... She's a bringer of all these bad omens and all this stuff. Yeah, it's pretty cool that she's planning to be queen. And it looks like what's it, Aquaman is want to be king, which is... I don't know how they're going to do that, but it's interesting. I, I just liked... I think it was the first volume of Aquaman that he, like, punched Superman in the face. So I was like, wow, that's pretty <laughs> awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, this guy is cool. I like him. <laughs> yeah. But um, it was interesting to see Mira work out with her ex-boyfriend to see if she if he can help fight the war with um, Raph and help Aquaman. And it's interesting to see more interactions with Ocean Master's sister and her and his family that he just started talking to. Is the artwork good? Yeah, the artwork is really great. I really like the artwork. It's it's very well done. It's pretty detailed. It's not it's not messy anywhere, I think. It's it's pretty great. The next book I'm gonna talk about is Justice League No Justice. I've only read three issues so far. I really like those and I really like how the characters interact with each other. I wouldn't expect to see uh this cast of characters like the Teen Titans and like Martian Manhunter and Sinestro and Deathstroke and Lobo working together. It's it's pretty interesting to see the Justice League work with the Teen Titans and these villain these anti heroes, I guess I like to call I'll just call them. It's interesting how they see, um see them work together and try to save this planet that's not even theirs. It's there on Kalu, which is like Brainiac's um planet. And it's interesting to see them work together and see these characters interact, and it was pretty interesting. And I, I, I like how Scott Snyder actually made sense why these characters would work together because he put that the Brainex controlling their their suits, so they have no choice but to work together. So it's interesting to see that, but. It's pretty well done, and hoping the conclusion of the the story arc, the next issue will be pretty fun. Okay, the next one is Batman Beyond number twenty, and I really enjoyed this issue. It was pretty fun with uh, you had to see Terry McGinnis's brother become Robin, and there's some conflict with that because Terry doesn't like that. His brothers become um, Robin and Batman. I mean, Bruce Wayne's okay with that, and Terry's not okay with it. So it's, there's some 
internal conflict there is pretty interesting. And I think I really enjoyed what was going on there. Then I'm talking about, okay, Shadow Man number three. That one was 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 okay. Um, I really enjoyed what was going on there. They had him fight Baron Sam Deed. And there was some conflict of him not be able to go to the, the other side of the the real world. He's in the dead world. So it's pretty interesting how he has to deal with that. And his girlfriend is trying to help him get to the other side of the world. It was it was pretty fun. Um, I'll talk about Falcon number eight. Falcon number eight was was interesting. You get to see Blade and Falcon interact with each other, and that was pretty fun. And it was it was pretty interesting. I like what was going on there. They got to resolve the issues that was going on in the book and. Is just, they just able to conclude all their their storylines? They he they got to kill Decon Frost. And I think they just captured him. I don't think they really killed him, but uh, yeah. And that was pretty much it. They was able to conclude the storyline without it being rushed. And sadly, this is the final issue of the series. I was hoping to see more, but it apparently didn't sell well. So I was kind of disappointed about that. And then there's Injustice number 59. That was pretty interesting. I liked with the, how, how Jordan is the Red Lantern and he's having he's having interactions with Guy Garner and he has so he's having problems controlling himself with the Red Lantern and now the Starro is is controlling all the Red Lanterns. Is planning to um, attack the Green Lanterns. So I'm hoping to see what happens in the next issue. The next one was uh, Mother Panic, Gotham AD number three. I thought this was an interesting issue. It was alright. I mean, all you see was Mother Panic save her grandmother, and that was pretty much it. It was some nice interactions with her grandmother. I think it's not her grandma. I think it's actually her mother. She saves her from Arkham Asylum. And there's some villains that, that I guess, mentally damage her grandma. I mean, her mother. So there's some fights in there. And I, I don't know what's going to happen in the next issue. But I'll see. And then the last one is Scooby-Doo Team Up number 75 and 76. Which is a little fun story with Blue Falcon and the Dinomont. And it was pretty. There was a lot of funny situations with with that with these two characters, and I really enjoyed the issue a lot. They had some funny moments with Scooby Doo, and it was funny. And they also had some in some funny parodies of the Justice League or the Injustice League. It was it was pretty fun to see that. I really I really did enjoy the issue, these two issues a lot. They also had a parody of Batman. I really liked that. And they was making fun of him being a dark character. How Blue and Falcon and Batman have very similar attributes. And and it's pretty. they was making fun of his dark humor. And how Blue Falcon has been a, a bit similar in that. And towards the comic book. So 
that was pretty fun to put that in there. And it was pretty funny. I enjoyed that one. And I guess that's pretty much it. I know there's a lot of books, but that was about it. You read a lot. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I try to rush through them because, like, oh, God, I guess I'm talking a lot. <laughs> but, yeah. Fine. All right. So, is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Or... Are you? Are we at the end of the topics? Yeah, we're done. So, I guess, I guess I could end it off here. Um, the next podcast, I'm gonna be talking about the solo movie, and that's about it. I guess people can look forward to that. And I hope everyone enjoyed the show. I hope everyone enjoyed the, the co-host that we have. I'm, I know I'm already fired. I know I'm, you'll never hear from me. <laughs> Why? <laughs> you did, you you did, did fine. You just... I don't know. You look like you were really pissed off today. <laughs> I'm, I, I'd, like, I'd like for my anger to be misconstrued as passion. I, I'd go with passion. <laughs> I'm very passionate. I'm a very passionate person. I, I can agree with that. I can attest to that. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> but I, I, I had fun here. I mean, I'm hoping, I'm hoping to have you guys around again. Oh yes, for sure. All right, so I guess I cannot can... wait to see the reviews on iTunes. Well, I'm barely getting any reviews right now, so I don't know. <laughs> Let's boost them. Hopefully people on the the Discord channel will actually listen to it. I don't know. Oh my god, I'll do some oh my god, I'll fucking at everyone and then I'll send the link. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll I am gonna put it in there, let's, so let's That'll do this. Let's give people reasons to hate us. <laughs> Alright, yeah. so I'm going to end the show right now. So, all right. So, as see you guys on the next podcast. So, um, I hope you guys enjoyed the show and talk to you guys then later. All right. All right. Thanks for having us. Don't get murdered.